Hey, what's going on, everyone? Welcome to another edition of the Angry Jim Podcast. I'm your host, Angry Jim. Uh, we have a special guest for you today, but before I get to that, I'll tell you where you guys can hear the uh, uh, podcast. You can hear us on Ap- Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and all smaller podcast platforms. Um, so before we get to our topics, I'll introduce our special guest, uh, Alexander Appleyard. Alex, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty well. Glad to be on the show. Yeah, thanks for joining us. So... Uh, you can find Alex and myself on Twitter. Uh, my handle is Jim underscore FHW. Alex, if you want to give your Twitter handle out. Uh, yeah, mine's uh, AZ Appleyard. Um, and you can also find me, obviously, in The Athletic. There you go, guys. He's got awesome stats. Uh, I know I follow him. Uh, very educational tweets. And, uh, and I appreciate you coming on the show, Alex. So uh, we have a couple topics to get to today. We're going to try to stay positive. Uh, we know the Flyers are, are marred in a bit of a losing spell here. Um, so we're going to talk about some positive things, and, and the first thing we want to talk about today is uh, Carter Hart. How does he look to you, Alex, and, and uh, do you think he should stay up when guys like Elliot and Stolarz come off, uh, come back from injury? Well, I, I, just a few months ago, um, I didn't think he was ready for the NHL, and I was kind of slightly concerned when he was called up, especially since he'd just been okay in the AHL. He had a really good last few AHL games, and he, he brought that straight into the NHL, and uh, you know, from what I've seen so far in the nine nine games he's played, he's arguably been the best player's goalie this season. You know, alongside Elliot, they've been the only two who've really stood out in a positive way. And he's performing well, a 0.916 save percentage, and he's been keeping players in games. So I think uh, for now he should stay for sure um, because he's he's really helped the team. For sure. What impresses you the most about Carter Hart so far? I think from my perspective, it's how calm he is in goal. He he makes a lot of quite difficult saves looking easy because he's in position in advance. He sees the game really well. Um, he's not obviously, he's an athletic goalie, but he's not like Sergei Bobrovsky athletic. <laughs> and he's also done a really good job of um, not letting rebounds get to dangerous areas so far. Uh, I think it's been impressive. There, was a, there were a few times where guys camped out on the edge of the crease where he's took a hard shot from the point and uh, left no rebound. Yeah. I'm sorry, frustrating Jamie Benn against the Stars with that. And, and that's amazing because he's what, 19 years old, 20 years old? Yeah, 20, he turned 20 a few months ago. And it's it's amazing what he's doing at such a young age. And, uh, I mean, as Flyers fans, we've seen so many goalies come and go. And to see a 19-year-old kid come up and do what he's doing, it, it's just uh, astonishing, at least for me. And, like, I, I watch him play, and, you know, most goalies the Flyers have, you wait for them to let in the soft goal or, or you know, they all kind of have that same look on their face with their head down kind of thing. Uh, Carter Hart gives up a tough goal. Example was last night he kind of... Uh, lost track of the puck, and uh, you, you never even know that he just got scored on. You know, he's he's right back, ready to to play again. Uh, and I I think you know to your point that makes a huge difference to the players in front of him uh, when they see a goalie like that. He's kind of stone faced. Uh, he's not showing too much emotion. It's okay. He gave up a goal, and you know he's keeping them in the game. <clears throat> um, and it is it's it's so rare these days for a goalie his age to be able to come into the NHL and play. I mean, since kind of Steve Mason in the late 2000s, I think the only player, the only goalie who's came in and played more than 10 games is Vasilevsky for Tampa a few years ago. Wow. And Hart has came in and performed well at an age when goalies simply rarely play in the NHL. It's amazing, and it's, it's amazing. Hopefully he can only get better. Um, the calmness is, is, like you said, is what impresses me the most, and he's only 19 years old. And imagine when they put a decent team in front of him. Imagine what's going to happen, so... That's uh, we're excited for Carter Hart. 
Um, we can get into. Uh, we already said the Flyers weren't playing well. I'd before the season started, I kind of thought they were going to be buyers at the deadline. Maybe they'd add that uh, fourth defenseman or top top four defenseman or um, maybe another winger, center, even a, even some kind of a goalie. But it turns out, you know, season's not going as planned. It looks like they're going to be sellers. Um, who are some names that you can see being moved and and to what teams possibly? Um, well, I think the big one that has been on everyone's lips for the last couple of months really is Wayne Simmons. You know, he was been a, he's been a fantastic player for the Flyers. He recently scored his 200th goal for the franchise. He's been a real heart and soul player for them, played all situations and uh, done a really good job. But in the last couple of years, he's just started to decline, especially at um, 5v5. Um, so, I mean, now you have Voracek and Konechny, who are both right-wingers and better players than Simmons at this moment in time. And uh, he's on his, his contract's expiring this um, summer. And there's, there's started to become uh, some concrete rumours about him. Uh, Pierre Lebrun um, the other day tweeted out that Nashville and Winnipeg are both looking at um, bringing in Wayne Simmons to help their team on a playoff push. And I think there's quite a few other teams who would also be very interested in Wayne Simmons. So I think uh, it's probably in the, in the near future that Wayne Simmons' time as a flyer comes to an end. So those, those are some pretty uh, big Stanley Cup contending players. Um do you think that he'd be an ideal fit with uh, Nashville? I think Nashville is one of the two teams that, when I start, first started uh, talking about Wayne Simmons and potentially being traded a few months ago, they were a team that really kept um, coming to the forefront of my mind alongside Boston. Um, in the, on those teams, uh, they don't have great right, uh, right-wing depth, so he'd probably play on the second line, and he'd also uh, have a potential to play on their first power play. And obviously that'd be far more valuable to them than, say, the Flyers where... James Van Riemsdyk is probably a better power play net from presence than him, and there are two better right wingers than him. So I think that could, those two teams would uh, be a nice fit, um, just from a logical perspective, in that he'd play a really big role on um, a really good team, and also help them at the same time. Uh, and I think teams teams like that would certainly give up at least a first round pick plus slightly more for Wayne Simmons. I think that's still his value, even though Flyers fans have seen him play not his best hockey this year. I think a lot of teams in the league still think he can bring those 25 goals a season, 50 points going forward for a few years. Wow, could you imagine a first-round pick for a plus? I mean, don't get me wrong. Wayne Simmons, I think, is he embodies what a Philadelphia Flyer should be as far as physicality. Yeah. Uh, I think he's a true leader at heart. He, he could score goals in the power play, um, sticks up for his teammates. He's the kind of playoff player that you want to trade for at the deadline. I mm. think as Flyer fans, we, we, we kind of have seen... Um, what he can be, and we've seen how he's playing this year. And uh, to I know for me personally, it's a shock to hear that teams could still give up a first-round pick plus for him. And uh, I hope that they, they can get that. Um, do you think, uh, I know Simmons had a lot of injury trouble last year. Do you think that he's still kind of uh, recovering from some of those it really wouldn't surprise me. Um, I mean, he had core surgery, similar to what Giroud and Gostasdor underwent the year before. And you saw how it kind of had impacted them mm -hmm. um, and then how they bounced back after it. I mean, Simmons is you know, 30 now and the start probably where he, he's going to start declining anyway. But it really wouldn't surprise me if he left the Flyers um, and next year did score 25 uh, goals and 50 points for someone else. Right. Um, but it's just a risk I feel the Flyers really can't afford to take in giving him the contract he's going to request um, for multiple years so I think that's why it just makes so much sense to trade him okay so especially as the deadline comes nearer 
So you think re-signing Simmons is, is if, if you were the GM, it's definitely off the table. You would definitely try to move him now. Yeah. Um, as much as I love him as a player and value what he's done for the franchise, I think he's, he's 30 years old. He's going to deserve. Someone's going to give him $6 million plus on his next contract for, say, three or four years. And I don't think the players are really in a position where, A, they need him uh, with uh, multiple better right-wingers and more prospects coming. And, B, where, where they can afford to pay him that risk that he is going to be a fourth-line player for $6 million. That's very so, true, yeah. Yeah, so as sad as I am to, to see a, a player like Wayne Simmons go, I mean, when I think about the Flyers the last couple of years, uh, when they first traded for him, I, I didn't think I would ever say this, but he's probably been one of my favorite Flyers to watch and maybe in my top five of all time, just the way you know he's played the game. Philly loves players like him, I'm sure you know. Um, but at the same time, you know, it, it's time for him to go, and I hope that they can get what he's worth. And I, I hope he gets paid next year also. I mean, he, des- he deserves yeah. it for all he's done. Um, yep. So that, that's Wayne Simmons. Have you, have you um, a guy that you mentioned before the show that I, I didn't expect uh, was Michael Raffle. Um, you've heard some uh, rumors or some, some proposed trades in the past. Do you want to talk about Raffle a little bit? Did I, did I lose you there, Alex? Hello? I'm sorry, I just cut out for a second. No, that's okay. Um, I brought up Michael yeah. Raffle. Yeah, um, I think Raffle is probably after Simmons, the player the players, the expiring contract the players have that would get most value around the league. Um, a few years ago, Florida offered the players um, a second round pick plus another pick, wow. a later pick um, for Raffle, and the players turned it down because they wanted two second round picks. Now, obviously, Raffle's a few years older now, um, but he's still a valuable player, someone who can play on the, in the third line, play all three positions. And I think there are playoff teams out there who would be interested in adding him. I'm not sure he could get the value that he would have got a few years ago, but I still think, say, a, a late second-round pick is possible for him if, if, if the right team uh, with the right need um, comes up. And I, I think for Michael Raffle, that's great value. Um, I, I think a lot of uh, maybe Flyer fans, again, because we see him every night, maybe they undervalue Raffle a little bit. Not that they should overvalue him, mm. uh, but I think that he's a solid, uh, very, very solid player. I think he's six foot, 200 pounds. Uh, he can play on the PK. He's played on the, the power play in the past. Um, he, he can play. Uh, he's a good, he was responsible defensively, I think. Uh, yeah, yeah. He's physical. He's a, he's a solid player. And I'm, I'm surprised that uh, you think they could still get a second-round pick for him. But, you know, after I saying think, all that. I think with, with, uh, with Raffle, um, you just look at kind of the last few years. And people don't really think about him as a really goal scorer. But he's generally scored kind of 14 goals per 82 games for four years or so with no power play time. Wow. And I think a lot of NHL teams look at, would look at that and go, well, he's a good defensive player. He's a veteran presence. Uh, he's good def- you know, He can play on the penalty kill for us. Sure. And he'll also score, say, 10, 15 goals a season uh, playing in a third or fourth line role. And I think they see that and think, you know, this is a, a guy we can slot in on a fourth line on a cup, cup contender and make our team better. Absolutely. So I, now that we're, I'm thinking about this a little bit, I could see him playing for a team maybe like the San Jose Sharks. But I think definitely a Western Conference team where they're a little bit uh, bigger, more physical. Um, yeah, and the thing is with Michael Raffle, having having met him in person, he's a lot bigger than his listed height. <laughs> oh, really? 
He's about six foot two and probably 210 pounds. <laughs> See, I, I was shocked about that too because on TV he looks like a big dude, like almost Wayne Simmons size. And then yeah. I saw someone the other day say he's only six foot, and I'm like, there's no way he's only six foot. He's huge. Yeah, he's about one, one if you're doing Euro measurements, like 187 centimeters, just just under six two. Yeah, he's a big guy, man. He's he's tough to move when he's on the puck too. So I was very good, kind of shocked. really good on the boards, and I think a lot of teams really value that as well in terms of possession. Absolutely. Just having a guy you can clog the boards up and keep the puck. So yeah, it would be interesting to see um, who would be interested in getting him. I think a team who wants to add some uh, bottom six like size and uh, depth and defensive ability. Okay, so that should be interesting. That's some, something we want to watch for in the upcoming weeks. Uh, as Michael Raffle talked about Wayne Simmons. Uh, if there's if there's no one else, we can move on to uh, fly. Go ahead. I mean, I think it's there's a potential that say uh, Christian Folin. Or uh, Nyberth, for example, both expiring contracts will move, but I think the value from those would be, you know, job and wheel kind of value, like fifth, sixth round picks if a team was desperate for them. And I w- I'd be okay with that if they got sixth, yeah. seventh round picks for, for guys that won't be around next year. Uh, it'd be nice if we could package a guy like Andy McDonald for a fifth, sixth, seventh, but <laughs> that's probably not going to happen, so... We can move on. Uh, Flyers have a, some stud prospects that we w- would like to talk about. Uh, we still consider Carter Hart in the top five for prospects. Uh, there's some other guys down in the farm that we can mention. Uh, Philip Myers, uh, Morgan Frost. Is there anyone else uh, that you'd like to talk about before uh, we wrap this up? I mean, I think in terms of the... The Flyers have a really deep prospect pool. Uh-huh. But not many teams in the NHL have kind of that many really high-end elite prospects. Um, and the Flyers, for me, do have a few. If you think Carter Hart is still considered a prospect, um, and he's already kind of shown that he can play in the NHL and play to a high level. Uh, we just saw at the World Juniors, uh, Morgan Frost from Canada. I think he's a guy who could potentially be a first-liner down the, uh, down the line. He led the World Juniors in points per game, and now he's in the OHL, and he leads that league in points per game. Uh, he's immensely fast, responsible two-way player, and I think he'll be in the NHL next year. Um, so he's one to really get excited for. Uh, and uh, one guy who probably could be in the NHL this year as well is Phil Myers um, in the AHL. Uh, what he's done this year in the AHL has been unbelievably impressive. He's, um, he's a big six foot five mobile defenseman. He's quite physical as well, um, sometimes too physical. Um, <laughs> Flyer fans patient. wouldn't mind that, though. Yeah, he's, 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 he, he would uh, endear himself to the fans, I'm sure. And uh, he's currently on pace for 41 even strength points in the AHL. Wow. Um, and if he manages to do that, that's the second uh, most of any AHL defenseman since 2005-06, after TJ Brennan, funnily enough. Um, <laughs> and he's playing at a level in the AHL that lots of top-pairing NHL defensemen were kind of playing at at the same age. Um, you know, he's, he's, uh, he's outperforming guys like P.K. Saban and um, Dustin Bufflin, Shea Theodore, uh, at the same age in the same league wow. so yeah, obviously offensive production is only one thing and uh, defense is another but he's he's a solid defensive player even though he could he could improve his defense he can't be I much think, worse than some of the guys that they have on the roster now do you think I think he would be an improvement over say McDonald and Foley and probably Robert Hegg as well okay yeah I mean I don't see what the weight is anymore unless they're waiting to move somebody to call him up uh I felt that the Jordan Wheel trade, I, I know Phoenix only moved Graves because they needed to move a contract in order yeah. to uh, receive Jordan Wheel. Uh, I think I saw Graves went down to the ECHL, is that correct? 
Yeah, I believe so. But okay. it's another player who can play if the Eagles uh, move a defenseman out. Okay, so that, that's why that made sense for me. Because the, the sixth-round pick is, is, is okay. I think the Flyers might have one already, or maybe it's a seventh from Montreal. Um, so I, I thought that move was okay. Uh, Jordan Wheel, I think, showed some flash and upside, but uh, I don't think he had a spot on this roster. Um, so I'm, I'm getting a little bit off topic. But, uh, yeah, I think that the Graves move... Uh, made it possible for a guy like Myers to be called up so that the Phantoms have someone to replace him with. Um, a guy you, I don't think that you mentioned was uh, Isaac Ratcliffe. Yeah, he's a he's a in, in very interesting prospect. I think it's quite rare to get a guy that big who's that strong uh, to skate as well as he does. He skates extremely well. Uh, he'd, he'd skate well for a six-foot person, let alone someone who's kind of six-six, and he can oh he can God. score goals. And he only just missed out on being on, on the world junior team for Canada. And I mean, in terms of upside, I, I think personally, I think he's probably got second-line upside, kind of a fifty-point winger, twenty-five goals, twenty-five assists. Okay. Uh, but but he's kind of, if if he does reach that, he's going to be a very very unique player. Um, so he is a a really good prospect who's really one to watch going forward. Six foot six, man, that's a mountain. That's like Zidane Chara size playing yeah, wing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, he's he can be pretty terrifying when he's uh, racing down the wing straight at someone. He's faster, <laughs> faster than them as well. Could you imagine seeing him coming and you have to stop him? Holy crap! Uh, okay, he's, so he's he's not polished yet, but um, he he's if he polishes his game up and continues to improve, he's going to be an NHL player. And who knows if that's going to be just a good fourth liner or a good second liner? It's that kind of that that range. But he's having a good season in the um, OHL. He's uh, already got almost 30 goals after 38 games. So. Wow. Yeah, that, that's great. Uh, so I, I think we talked about Frost a little bit. We talked about Radcliffe, Myers. Uh, we know what's going on with Hart. Did we talk about Farabee at all? Uh, no, I'm, I'm a, I was a massive Joel Farabee fan from before the draft. I actually put out an article for the Athletic just before the draft and put him and Vitaly Kraftsov, who ended up going to the Rangers in the top 10 as the two guys that in a perfect world the players would draft. Uh, because both of them are goal-scoring wingers, and um, Faraby fell to 14, and I thought he was a top-10 talent. The Flyers picked him up, and uh, ever since that moment, he's just, I feel like, improving his stock. He's gone to the NCAA right now, and he's one of, been one of the best players on a team that has a lot of uh, drafted players. I think um, Boston University has something like 11 players on their roster who were drafted, including six or seven who wow. were drafted in the top three rounds. And Faraby is outperforming almost all of them. He's got 16 points in 19 games, um, and been one of their best players as a as an 18 year old, which is pretty impressive considering you know at college you've got guys who are 22 and oh, yeah, 22, you're, 33 playing. You're a kid playing against uh, men basically when you're when you're yeah. 18. Uh, and, go ahead. And at the World Juniors, I think against the best players of his age group, he was just consistently good. You know, Frost probably had a better tournament overall but he had some poor games or some average games whereas Faraby every single game was at worst good and he could have had a lot more points with a bit of luck and that was impressive to see um you know he's he's just such a smart player he's got a great shot very skilled and a very good passer very defensively sound um he's a is a solid skater he's not a speedster but he has really nice edge work and acceleration and I think he's going to be a good NHL player um whatever See, I like that the first word you used to describe him was smart because you you can have all the skill in the world, but if if you don't have good hockey sense, if if you're not sure, if you're not making the right decisions out on the ice, that can cancel out uh, a lot of the the skill if you're not a smart player. 
so I'm, I'm excited for that. Uh, it sounds like he's consistent. He brings the same effort every night. Um, I, I'm looking forward to the future. I mean, we all want the Flyers to win now. Um, I think having the year that they're having makes it a little bit easier for everybody to look towards the future. Um, and now that, you know, the Hextall and, and Hackstall are gone, there's a lot of unknowns with this team. And, and for, I know for myself, um, the unknown kind of excites me a little bit. I think a lot of people are, are afraid because they're not sure what this, uh, the Flyers are going to do from here on out, whether Fletcher's going to make the right moves or uh, if Holmgren is still pulling the strings. And b- before we wrap up, uh, what do you think about that? Do you think uh, Holmgren is still behind the scenes kind of pulling strings? Or do you think, he's, do you think Fletcher's, it's his team, it's his roster? I think um, from what we saw under Hexel, I think Hexel kind of had full autonomy. And the only way that there would be any strings pulled is simply when they step in and say, no, we, you're not doing this anymore, you're gone. And I think it's probably the same under Fletcher. Yeah. I think he um, will make all his own decisions and he will obviously know what some people in the organization think of that. Um, but the only time they're going to, I feel, pull, pull strings is just to let, to, would be to let him go. Right. I think they hope, I think they hope they've hired someone with a similar philosophy going forward as they they do in Fletcher right yeah I agree yep um so yeah I mean if is there anything else you wanted to bring up before we sign off here Alex um I would just say in terms of me and Charlie O'Connor from the Athletic are putting out a Flyers top 20 list in the next few days it's going to be uh in multiple parts and have some interesting input from um uh, from both of us Uh, so people should watch out for that because it should be a really interesting read all right, awesome. I look forward to reading that, Alex. Thanks for coming on the show. Um, Thanks for having me. What's that? Thanks for having me. <laughs> oh, yeah, anytime. Anytime you want to come on. This was fun. Uh, real quick, I'll go through uh, the platforms again, guys. It's Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, uh, Stitcher, and the one that we're using now is, is Anchor. Uh, yeah, we'll wrap this up. Thanks again, Alex. Enjoy your weekend, and, and go birds. Yeah, go birds. You too.